Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. Each and every Saturday, sports schedules allowing here on the CCO. Doug Swinhart joining us in studio today. Always good to see you in studio today. And we should open up the phone lines right now, 651-989-9226. That is good for phone calls and texts. And keep that in mind for all our programs here on CCO. Uh, Dave Lee in the morning news. Uh, of course, Corey Heppola, uh, Chad Hartman, uh, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Henry Lake, all our great programs here on the weekend, 651-989-9226. And, Doug, I got a lot of feedback. A couple of people said, what was that company that takes electronic gear, ah. et cetera? Techdump.org, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P.org. A uh, company started in Golden Valley. They still have a spot in Golden Valley. They have a spot over in St. Paul. They'll take your stuff. Even if you have a small business, give them a call. They'll come uh, for a nominal fee. Take away this stuff. Great way to go. Nonprofit. Highly, highly recommend. I know you and I speak highly of them. Can't say enough good things about Tech Dump. Actually, and it's funny you brought that up, I had three people call me last week about recycling equipment, and one was a business. I said, just give them a call, and they did that same thing, came right out to the business, gave them an evaluation. Some had to be paid, but he called me back after they were done, and he said, that cost me a fraction of what it would have cost for me to take employees, pack everything up, take a half a day off, find where to dump it, and even then, everything that they charged me for would have been charged at least the amount that they charged and maybe even more. Yeah. Just tickled to death he was. So that, yeah, techdump.org. T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P dot O-R-G. And it's important you dispose of this equipment properly. Uh, this stuff doesn't go in the garbage. We don't want it in the landfills. Uh, in many circumstances, it is illegal to do that sort of thing. So by all means, uh, dispose of that equipment properly. And there are other businesses in town that will take it. Communities have uh, electronics pickup days and that sort of thing. So once again, Tech Dump is certainly a good option, techdump.org. Uh, we just wanted to follow up on that from a week ago. Good point. Let's get started on the phone lines. Robin in Bloomington. Uh, Robin, you are on the air. Hi. I would like to know if you know anything about something called Start Page that's supposed to hide your IP address. Yeah, you know, if somebody took that name, that is kind of not so good. Nearly every browser in the settings has a start page, and when you open up your browser, that's the URL it goes to. I actually have seen some add-ons into browsers that is a search engine that calls itself start page, and I think that's what you're referring to. I'm not real big on anything that just implants itself into people's browsers. Uh, now, Mozilla has told me that it's safe. Um, Google Chrome has told me that it's safe. But I, I just don't like the fact that it just all of a sudden one day 
It just seems to appear. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just am not big on anything that takes away from the actual browser. And if this is the one I'm thinking about, once it's installed in your browser, it will actually be one full line at the top, right below your normal header, and it will actually take up space. If you need to remove that, just go under extensions or plugins. And I think it depends on which browser you have. But in um, in Google Chrome, it would be an extension. In Mozilla Firefox, I believe it's an extension as well. But in some of the other browsers, it will implant itself as a plugin. And just you can disable the extension and leave it in, or you can disable it and then remove it. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. Here's the phone number, 651-989-9226. Phone or text, 651-989-9226. Here on CCO, Doug Swinhart in studio here on Tech Talk. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Uh, From our text line, Doug, is there any way to fix an HDMI port on a monitor? It shows pink images for movies, I know it's not the cord or the PC. I've checked that out. Um, that sounds kind of tricky. It is. I if if it if it is like a motherboard, we actually can replace ports for the AC adapter, the USB ports, but it requires some soldering. So I'm going to say it probably can be repaired. But this is an area where I would highly suggest that you locate somebody that really knows TVs, and they're still out there. Sometimes people think, well, there's no such thing as a TV repairman because the prices keep going down, and, but they're out there. Um, just make sure that they get a, a an upfront flat fee estimate, and it's kind of tricky, but it's not too bad. I, I think it can be done, absolutely. Yeah, and we talked about recycling broken equipment, but one of the themes on the program, and, and I really do appreciate it, and, and things like Linux keep old computers alive and running. There's no reason to get rid of this equipment if there are other options to keep it in service, uh, especially, you know, like this case. If you can find someone to repair it and, and deal with it, why not? Oh, absolutely. And, in fact, this week I had a gentleman bring me in a 17-inch HP. It was about eight years old, didn't look like he used it much, Um Actually, this computer had four gigs of RAM and a terabit spinner hard drive. Somewhere along the line, he ended up, he says, I don't know where it came from, but I got that Windows 10, and man, that just slowed everything down, and I'm thinking I need a new computer. I took that computer in, popped in a solid-state drive, reinstalled Windows 7 with his original license, and did a dual boot with Linux Lite. This thing just absolutely flies. And let's keep in mind, Stevie, that a 17-inch monitor, a 17-inch laptop today, I don't think you can find one for less than $1,200. So his investment, somewhere around 250 bucks total, put him way ahead. And, in fact, he's looking at it now. He says, well, maybe I should up the RAM. I said, well, it won't hurt. And I looked at RAM prices for that computer for $57. He turns it into an 8-gig machine, and now he really does have a nice machine. Intel processor. Most people really do have more computer than they realize. And just because your machine is slowing down doesn't really indicate at all that it's wearing out. Let's keep in mind, this is solid-state circuitry. 
it, unless you're up against the wall and it won't do UEFI BIOS and it won't take some of the newer software, I, I hang on to this. Th- these are nice, nice machines. Most of them are very well built. I agree. I think we got to be concerned about trying to keep our planet as clean as possible, dispose of the equipment where it's supposed to, and hang on to it as long as we can. That's just good business for all of us. From our text line, then we'll bring in the calls. Mike and Neil are waiting. By the way, our number, phone, or text, 651-989-9226. Doug, what do you know about Tor Network, T-O-R Network, a.k.a. Onion Routing? This is actually one of the original VPNs. This one's a public VPN. I will say this. Depending upon what you're doing, if you're going to be interested in a VPN or and or a complete private connection to the Internet, it's worth checking out. When I say that, I always tell people it's critical that you have a good, really fast Internet service provider. Every packet on your computer is going through a filter through Tor and, of course, Onion. But, yeah, check it out. The Brave browser actually comes with Tor built in. So if you're considering this, you definitely want to download the Brave browser, get a little bit of support from the Brave community, and just go right to the EFF.org, and you can read all about the Tor. If you're going to do it, I say make sure you use the Brave browser, B-R-A-V-E.com, and it just installs and it just runs. Wonderful browser. I'm actually setting up the Brave browser now on computer, Steve, and I'm setting it as the default browser on nearly every machine I'm working with. I'm that high on that piece of work. All right. And the quick definition, onion routing, is a technique for anonymous communication over a computer network. In an onion network, messages are encapsulated in layers of encryption uh, analogous to layers of an onion. So... So there you go. It's just, once again, uh, privacy. I I would assume, you know, everyone's interested in privacy, but all of this stuff has limits. It does. And, and, um, And the Onion, the Tor and the Onion was really kind of the original that let people do this. Now, if you get involved with this, uh, just be aware that when you're connected here, your internet is going to slow down, hence the need for a greater speed. And when you're talking about this encryption in onion layers, this thing keeps changing. It evolves while you're actually on the Internet. So to try to hack into somewhere somebody that's online, it's, it's nearly impossible. I don't know if I could say the word impossible with anything with computers because things change rapidly. But, yeah, it's definitely absolutely worth checking out. And if you play with it, they will ask you to become a Tor server. And they'll actually send you some extra plugins and things that you can put in your computer. So when you're not running your computer, people actually can connect to their Tor. You become a part of the Tor network and you contribute some of your bandwidth and, of course, machinery behind this whole project. So it's pretty interesting how it works. All open source, public domain, people who are sharing things to make the world a better place to live on the Internet. It's... um. It's, it's kind of cool. I, it really is. I suggest if people are interested, absolutely spend some time and learn about it. If nothing else, you will expand your knowledge base. 
Quick break. We have more with Doug and Tech Talk in a moment. Uh, we'll go to the phones. We promise Mike and Neil, you're up first. Out of the break. Here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. 122, it is a Saturday. Tech Talk underway. And, of course, Tech Talk Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock. Sports schedules permitting. All right, let's go to the phones here on Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Let's go to uh, Neil in Mendota Heights. Neil, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Neil. Do we Hi, got neighbor. Oh, do we got gotcha? you? Yes, sir. Oh, good. What can we do for you today, Neil? Well, I have an Acer computer. It's connected to a HP 7500 series uh, old printer. But recently, when I hit print, it pops up printer offline. I was told, unplug your uh, uh, the printer, restart your computer, and then connect, uh, turn your printer back on. But it continues to do that. However, when I restart the computer, whatever I tried to print will then start printing out when it powers up again. I think that you've got uh, um, in your, you're running Windows, and I think in your Windows print subsystem, you might actually need to uninstall that driver and reinstall it. But before you do that, the next time you have that issue, go right into your printer's folder, put your icon on top of that printer, inside the printer's folder, right-click, a small little window should drop down, and I believe you're going to be able to uncheck offline. And I think it should put it online. Now, the age of that printer, it's possible that it's actually the hardware in the printer, but I doubt it. These old HPs, they run and run and run and run. But try that first. If that's successful, then you'll know that you got to really... Just uninstall the entire printer, possibly refresh the port, um, and then just put it together. If you have trouble with that, give me a call. We can connect up remotely and have that done for you in minutes. This is um, the not unusual with external peripherals, especially if you got it hooked up with um, Wi-Fi. But I think yours is probably cabled. But, um, yeah, just give me a call, and we'll get you handled. That's not shouldn't be that big an issue. And thank you so much for the call. To the phones again, John in Bloomington, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Oh, um, I heard you guys talking about refurbishing us, breathing new life into old computers. Indeed. Um, I bought a Apple computer on August 15, 1998, the wow. day they released the original iMac, the, the translucent covered ones. Uh-huh. And it's a Apple com- power computer, a G3. I oh, I know, I know exactly. I know exactly what you got. I got a ViewSonic monitor. I'm I'm not computer savvy. Something happened to it. I couldn't get it to boot up again. Put it back in the box, and that's where it sat now for 20 years. <laughs> you know, this old equipment is coming back. Um, you should give me a call next week, and we'll chat about this thing. But the, your biggest issue with that computer is going to be locating any type of parts that require being replaced. That computer, by the way, had a tendency of overheating. And if you if that has caused damage on the motherboard where your capacitors have actually expanded, they almost look like they popped on the top. Sometimes they'll actually enlarge on the sides on the sides. But you can actually take a flashlight and take a look. And if that's the case, then you need a new motherboard. And that might be really hard to find. But thank you for the call. I um uh, 
I appreciate that you put that back in my mind. That's uh, that's good. Thank you. I'm a little surprised. In a lot of endeavors, there's this move to retro. And who's going to be the first manufacturer? And I think Apple would have a hit on their hands if they went back and did a retro line with with modern guts yeah. and a retro look. Yeah. How, I, how cool would some of those old iMacs be and even the old uh, Macintosh the, and the those S- sorts of things? Yeah, see, see, people are getting used to the small screens. Now, I thought about that myself. If they took the design of a Mac SE, small screen, but you could pick it up and carry it anywhere you wanted to and really just beat that baby up to the nines, course the the grayscale screen would probably have to go because most people like the color yeah but <laughs> but but you could retrofit with leds now oh, and absolutely. still have that look I, i'm surprised we haven't gone that route to a certain extent with desktops and that sort of thing well you especially, know apple does, especially with modern guts but you know steve apple does listen to us they probably will take our advice and, and heat <laughs> it and come out with a new line of retro computers next month i would love it I, yeah that's good good humor good humor yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Modern Guts, retro look, I, th- I think it would sell. Oh. Um, let, let's go to the uh, phones again. Ann, you're on the road. Hello. Hi there. I have a HP with the Vista Home Premium um, operating system, which probably needs quite a bit of updating. But I did update the RAM a few years ago. What can you tell me? That computer is a prime candidate to be turned into a Linux system. And do not be afraid of that. I have so many people who are kind of kind of scared and paranoid until they take a computer home. And I set them up and I say, listen, I'll get this thing set up for you. If you're not happy in a couple of weeks, you bring it back. I'll put your computer back exactly the way it came in my door. And I'll give you back your money. I don't want unhappy customers. That, by the way, is the one advantage I have in this business. If we're going down that route, I will actually pull a hard drive out, set it aside. No matter what I do to that computer, I can put it back exactly the way it came in in minutes. So, yeah, that computer definitely is a candidate for a Linux machine. If we put a solid-state drive in that computer and we go with a distribution, Linux Mint, Linux Lite, when you turn that machine on, you're probably going to be ready to go to work unless it makes that kind of difference. Linux will require no antivirus, no malware. It will stay up to date, and most of the LTS distributions, long-term support, will allow you to get updates all the way through 2022, and the other one, I think, is 2024. And nearly all the time, these distributions, when they come to the end, they add a couple years. If they look, and there's tons of users using that particular version of, of their distribution, they'll extend it another two, three years. It's a great, great option. And if you're interested in that, give me a call, and I'll explain more uh, more in depth when we're not on, on air. And thank you for the call. Great call. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Quick break. Here's the phone number and the text number, all rolled into one, 651 989 Nine two two six. Get that programmed into your phone, and you can use it for all our shows here at CCO Monday through Friday, starting with Dave Lee in the morning news six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Love the weather in a moment. Then more tech talk with Doug here on CCO. 
136 here at CCO, 24 minutes now in front of 2 o'clock. It is Tech Talk here on CCO, Doug Slinhart in studio. And, uh, Doug, hopefully you'll join us at the fair. And uh, I'm going to try. I got kind of a bad knee this year, but I'm going to try. I right. think I can make it work. All right, very good. Otherwise, phone's good, too. We'd love to have you on if it doesn't work out. Of course, the fair starts on Thursday. Our coverage of the fair starts on Thursday, bright and early with Dave Lee. And the morning news, a great tradition. We're on Carnes, just down the hill from the old mill. We'd love you to stop by and say hello. Uh, let's go to the phone lines again and bring in Steve in Minneapolis. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. you got a great program here. Well, thank you so much. Here's my dilemma. I've got a, a HP laptop. It's about eh, three years old. Huh. When I turn it on now, the screen never lights up. It stays black. I can hear the fan running underneath of the, the machine. And the weird thing is, is that on the keyboard, my cap locks light, you know, the little light that beacon that tells you that it's on, that thing's blinking on and off in an irregular fashion or whatever. Yeah. I. Yeah, what do you think that could be? Well, I, I, I have a feeling that it's uh, the video chip that is soldered on the motherboard. Um, three years old, though, I thought that HP actually had addressed this. If this computer still has a video out, and it probably does, you're going to want to connect a cable to your computer, possibly an HDMI cable, um, or some of them still will have the 15-pin analog, but I think three years old, I doubt it. I think you're going to have to use an HDMI and plug it to... Uh, a TV or some monitor that will take an HDMI. And when you turn it on, see if you've got screen. If you do, then it could be display. And that we would want to address and even try to try to repair. The other, if it doesn't come on, then we'd want to get on the Internet and see if we could actually locate a replacement motherboard. That's too new a computer to let go, in my opinion. These three-year-old HPs are nice machines. Um, that's right in my wheelhouse. Give me a call next week and, and let me help you work on that. And thank you so much for the call. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Hang around for that. Uh, we should tell you our phone number is 651-989-9226. Phone or text 651 989 9226. We have a number of texts to get to, and now is a great time to do that. Uh, Doug, have you heard any chatter about a Windows 10 hack? I guess I haven't, but... I don't know what they're talking... If they're, if they're talking about people who are generating um, um, activation codes, there's lots of that. Uh, but actual hack into Windows, they're, it's inherent that somebody is going to find some hole, some open port. Um, There isn't anything like really big happening here. And I think that that's actually part of Microsoft's philosophy of rolling out a new build every six months. They're trying, I think, to keep ahead of some of the security things. By the way, Steve, we've talked an awful lot about how invasive Windows 10 has been. And that's no secret anymore. 1903, the one that came out in in May, supposedly was 
was going to give us better control over updates so we could kind of bow out, and it did, and cut back on some of the servers that we were feeding to help create marketing data. And that, I don't think, has really come to fruition. But 1903 seems to be a pretty good runner. It, I still think it needs a ways to go so it respects our privacy and actually ask permission before doing what it's going to do. That's um, that's one thing. Um, yeah, that's going to be um, security holes in Windows 10. Nothing big so far. Thank you for the text. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get into uh, real quickly. This has come up. What about Windows 7? What do I do about Windows 7? Oh, I've heard that they're not going to support Windows 7, that it's going the route of XP. Where do we stand right now with Windows 7, Doug? Yeah, you know, this is the thing. The rumor mill is just wild. Um, even last week I said, you know, don't worry about it. Keep your Windows 7. Now I'm hearing that somebody at Microsoft, I don't know if this is true, they have leaked information that one of the recent updates and several of the updates to come by the first of the year will actually shut the operating system down. I don't know if I actually buy into that. Um, At the same time, when they're talking about end of support, if you have a problem with Windows 7 and you call in, they will give you a couple of minutes of help. But it's very brief. And they're going to ask you if you want to pay by the minute or by the hour for whatever support you need. What they're talking about for January, if it stands in their same routine, is they're just not going to let you have any updates. Now, I don't think that these updates are near as important as everybody wants us to believe. If you've got a good antivirus and you've gone through the Windows services, there's plenty of resources on the net and you've shut off what you don't need, use GWX control panel to stop the updates and go through and just shut them all down. Turn off your Windows file sharing and print sharing. Most people can do that and never notice a difference. And that way, I think you're going to just keep right on rolling. There's just far, far, far too many Windows 7 users to just have it just collapse. That would be a nightmare for Microsoft. And I think, I hope, that they learned their lesson when they did that with XP. It was too much, too fast, and the general public really, really rejected it. Um, I always want to remind people, though, that what Linus Travold said, the creator of Linux, is, you know, anytime a window closes, a Linux opens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what Microsoft is doing, I think they're actually pushing and motivating people to go to Linux. Now, the new Windows 10 will actually transfer data right straight between you and Linux. Windows 10 will now allow you to install Linux inside of Windows. So there's there's been some real 180-degree turns here. I personally, if I had a dual boot system, I would want Linux in control of the boot record. But that's me. All right, Windows 7, Windows 8, uh, what antivirus 
Uh, at this moment in time, do you recommend what should people have on their machines to stay safe? Because we've talked about Windows 10 so far. Windows Defender is doing a good job. It is. Um, I am still biased towards uh, malware bites. I just like these guys. Anytime I shoot them an email. In fact, I was on telephone with them a couple weeks ago helping a customer um, straighten out a problem that he had with his activation key. Well, you know, if he buys a product three times on the same computer, and, of course, what Malwarebytes did was just gave him back his money on one, took the other two and combined the accounts and stretched it out. Very fair. Very, very fair. Uh, he couldn't get his activation code because their server kept showing one or the other or the other for that particular serial number and his MAC address on that computer. But once we got that straightened out, took about 15 minutes on the phone, they were up and rolling, and he's happy. Now, next to that, I got to say, Steve, I was tempted because Avast, as you know, bought out Piriform, and I wanted to see what the new CCleaner looked like when I downloaded it from the Avast server. It's strikingly like CCleaner, same product. They've shut off some of the things that we used to have with the free one, but you can still clean your temps, actually um, uh, optimize your registry. But I got to warn you, you're going to get an awful lot of encouragement to buy the program. And with that, they give you the opportunity to download and install Avast. So I did that on two computers. Avast has made some changes in their antivirus. It's much, much lighter. It doesn't slow down the machine that like it used to. I think it might be time to start looking at Avast as well. Check out their prices. Check, And I like the fact that when you put Avast on, they're actually going to scan your router as well. That's pretty slick. Just beware that it's going to be, I think, very, very easy when they're scanning a router to come up with a false read. So if it does that, don't get too excited until you know for sure it's real. But, yeah, Malwarebytes is still my AV malware protection of choice. But I'm starting to starting to want to take a look, little bit harder look at Avast as well. Great, great text. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 here on the CCO Quick Break. We'll come back. We have a lot more on the text line, and there's still time if you want to call the program. Uh, we have all the news and weather at 2. We get started on a sports Saturday with Eric following that news and weather at 2. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio today here on CCO. And we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. And let's go to the phone lines and get to those. We've got to go quick. Uh, so be brief if you can. Let's go to Lawrence. Lawrence, you're on the air. Hello. Guys, I'll be quick. And if you lose me, I'm on the glide path at the airport. So uh, on my bicycle. So. Any updates on Mac OS or Mac viruses that uh, he wants to share? I'd be interested in any thoughts he's got. Okay, guys? Love your program. Thank you. I think that the Mac OS has really, really come a long way. And, it, and, you know, it was originally based and formulated on Linux, and there's still a Linux core there, but you cannot call it Linux. The, the Mac OS took open source software and created their own operating system, and over the years, or should I say decades, it has developed into a, a premier operating system. And it appears that it continues to improve. I don't know if there's much to say about a Mac OS. It's just rock-solid stable. 
If you have a Mac and you've got good equipment, it, run, 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 run. There's there's not much to say. Now, attacks, yes. Mac OS is being attacked more than a Linux machine. But I don't think it's very successful. Generally, Apple is on top of this thing within 48 hours, sending out fixes, sending out warnings. There, it's just, it's much, much more difficult to get in and change the basic procedures in a Mac than it is on a DOS or a Windows machine. It's just inherent in the topology. Great, great call. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, they don't give them away. No, they don't. Uh, and But here again, since Mac's inception, their whole drive was to build a better computer so they could charge more and give better service. And I believe that they've really upheld that standard. I still don't think you can get the type of support from any other machine that you can get from, from Apple or a Mac. Uh, Apple Care, yes, going to cost you a couple hundred bucks a year, but it's worth it. I know people call Apple Care in. In fact, I have customers call me. First thing out of my mouth is, how old is the machine? Are you under warranty? Is your Apple Care still in effect? You'd be surprised the number of people who call and, oh, I still got Apple Care? Give them a call first. I'm sure I won't hear from you, but if if they don't take care of you, give me a call, and I will do my best. I don't get very many calls back when they find out they got Apple Care, so and that's a good thing. The important thing is we keep everybody's computer running. That's the bottom line. But Mac, they're doing a great job. I I just yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to buy one if I wanted a Mac. Not a bit. Uh, to John on the phone lines. John, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, uh, Doug. Are you familiar with a uh, with something called Extra PC? Um, if I'm not mistaken, that is actually set up as a virtual machine, I think. But when you get terms like this that really sound marketable, like Extra PC, it could be a software package. It could be. I have to say, I'm not certain what you're talking about. To be honest, uh, give me a call next week and we'll research it. I'll try to do some searches on the internet, but that's pretty broad. Uh, we could run into a a line of hardware. We could run into a line of software. That's um, nothing pops in my mind as to what we're looking for, but I definitely will look for it and see what I can find. All right, we'll we'll bring that to you next week uh, from the fair, of course. Uh, Doug, we got to run uh, your phone number and email. Thank you, six five one five five two. 9543-WCCOTech.com, which I hope is going to get updated real soon. WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. And Steve, thank you. And I am going to try to get to the fair. All I, right. like, well, I like it out there. We always have a good time. Stay in touch. If not, we'll do it by phone. How does that sound? Outstanding. All right. There he is, Doug Swinhart, uh, joining us here in studio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 